1: Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. Hello
2: and welcome back to Forcing Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Battle podcast. This is episode 8. I'm once again joined by Dan and we've got a special guest, James, uh, who's a Man United fan, who does loads of Man United stuff. So James, if you just want to introduce yourself and your podcasts.
1: Um, yeah, well, like Josh said, I'm, I'm James and I run a podcast called the One United Podcast. We just what it says on the tin. We just talk about United, get angry quite a lot and, and that's about it. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> Very similar to us. We have a lot, of, a lot of rants, especially last month when we were playing terribly. So, obviously, we've got James here because it's Arsenal versus Manchester United this weekend, 5.30 on Saturday. Reasonably big game, I think it's fair to say. It's Historically, it's a massive game as both clubs have sort of dwindled off a bit in the recent years. It's it's lost its sort of edge to essentially like Liverpool-Man City in games like that. But as fans, it's still a massive game. How are we feeling going into this one? Dan, we'll start with you. Sort of as an Arsenal fan, are we, are we confident? Are we sort of like... Think we well, we're or sort of thinking we'll play for a draw, hope for a draw.
0: No, I think we, we've got to go with this in the, the mindset of we're going in to take the three points. Um, obviously, Manchester United are on their um, well, previous to the Sheffield United result, they were on their high horse. We're winning the league. A lot of Man United fans I know have been saying, but um, I think for us, though, it depends on uh, who we've got available in the squad, obviously. Two big players, uh, Kieran Tierney, Thomas Partey, and then, well, obviously also abameyang If he's going to be available, that would that would be massive. Um, but uh, from the Arsenal fan perspective, if, if all three or just two of those are fit, I think we should be confident going into the game. I think Thomas Partey is the, the main one. I think Kieran Tierney is huge as well. Um, if anything, Abameyang's uh, the one which I'm least worried about, but... Um, yeah, I think I think quietly confident um, but yeah yeah not feeling too bad about it
2: James, what about you obviously is it the Emirates we beat you January geez, January 2020 wasn't it we beat you at the Emirates
1: yeah in, you know,
2: yeah. in the same fixture so you're in relatively decent form obviously Sheffield United you could say it's a blip from your recent record are you are you as confident as Dan?
1: I think it's it's probably come at the worst time for us this game because you're just coming back into that form. I think the the return of Thomas Partey has really ma- like massively boosted you. I think I watched the Southampton FA Cup game and you didn't look amazing, but then you didn't have a, a full strength squad out, so it's it's sort of understandable. But yeah, I think it, it all depends on how we react from that Sheffield United loss. If if suddenly our heads are down because we're not top anymore, then it, it could be really dangerous. But if they if they pick up and, and they think we can't let that happen again, you know, we, we, we've started performing a little bit better in big games now. You know, we did all right against Liverpool in the league and then we played very well against them in the cup the week after. So we can carry that through and, you know, we, we don't take you for granted because it's very clear you are you are becoming a very good team now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it all, all depends on which United turns up. We could beat you 3-0, you could beat us 3-0, it really could go either way.
2: Yeah, so obviously we beat we beat you in the return, reverse fixture early, uh, later on in 2020. Bamian penalty, I think it was at Old Trafford, to win it. We've relatively done well against you in the recent sort of fixtures. You look back to the past two or three, I don't think we've lost to you for a while. Is there anyone sort of like you're, as a Man United fan, you sort of see as our danger man? Potentially like Bamian could be out because of the family issues. Um, might hopefully see Martin Odegaard. Get a get um, a few minutes, maybe probably as a sub. Is there anyone that from a Man United perspective, you think that's who we need to watch
1: out for? Yeah, you've got you've got your obvious candidates. You know, you're, if Odegaard comes in and settles well instantly, then he's he's obviously going to be a massive danger. And you've got you know your, your sackers and your smith Rose that are always going to be dangerous. And they're, they they're young enough to always be up for it. They're still fighting for their place in essence, aren't they? But I think in my eyes, the real danger man will be Thomas Partey. He absolutely ran the show at Old Trafford, and I think. If you can get him playing well, he, he just fixes a lot of your problems. Your defence becomes more stable. It's a lot easier for you to build attacks, you know, with his distribution and his ball progression. So, I think he, he goes under the radar as, as, I think, arguably your best player at the minute. I think with Aubameyang's slump in form, I think his return is going to be so massive for you this season.
2: I think the same could be said for, like,
1: as an Arsenal like fan, looking at
2: your midfield is probably where the most danger is. You think the talent Bruno has and just... The ability to pick, like Prime like the ability to pick a pass and switch it and do something. He scores more goals than Ozil, but it's sort of that player of a similar ilk. Um, I think you're right. I think the Sheffield United result could potentially just knock your confidence. But you look at us and we lost the Saints and then beat them again in the league. What do you think your approach to it would be? You're playing away. Do you think you'll sort of sit back or will you come and attack us, considering maybe our defence isn't it as strong as you would hope with t and uh, Mario who have both been playing well recently, probably missing?
1: I think the fact that it's at the Emirates will dictate a lot of what we do. We're, we're not going to approach the game expecting you to hit us with a low block. So I think we'll sort of sit back a little bit. You know, it's very clear that you've got dangerous players and we've, at the minute, we've not really got the pace at the back to deal with it. Obviously, Luke Shaw and Alan wan Bissaka aren't slow, but if it goes with Lindelof and Maguire at the back, I think we will sit sort of five yards deeper, which will indicate... Our sort of style of play, because you know we're we're good on the, we're better on the counter, really, aren't we? We've seen against low blocks, we struggle. So I think it purely because I'm expecting you to come out and attack us because you're at home and you know you you've got a lot of confidence at the minute. I think we will sit back and try and rely on the pace that we've got up front and and hope for the best sort of thing. And dad, do you think do you think we'll sort of go out
2: and attack, or what do you think we'll sort of play? Maybe a bit more conservative and hit him late on and maybe look to exploit
0: the counter? There's, um, with, with United, obviously, everyone can take the mic. Everyone can say, oh, you left, you lost to Sheffield United. But one thing a lot of people might look past is the fact that their away form is ridiculous. Like, I don't believe they've lost in like a calendar year or something like that. Um, and they're a much different team away from home compared to, to being at home. And, for me, the main fear is, um, obviously, I, I don't know if, if you watched um, James during the um, earlier game of the season when we played Spurs at, at their place. Um, we dominated the ball. They sat back. Um, we let them have the play. And then they just hit us with two counter-attacks, And I think that's where you can be the most dangerous as well. Like, we don't want to fall in the same trap as that where we, we have the ball, we dominate possession, but we don't do anything with it. You know, like, I think Man United. Um, they've got the players, they've got quick players to play on the counter-attack and we need to be very careful that we don't fall into that same trap. Like, yes, we're at home, yes, we'll probably have the majority of possession, especially if it's that Partey and chaka pivot in midfield, but um, I think we do have to be very careful of, and uh, wary of that Man United counter-attack and that's where they're best at, like quick players like Rashford, Marshall Greenwood, I know Marshall had an absolute shocker against Sheffield United but I think um, players like that, even you still need to be careful of them
2: So as a, as a Man United fan James, sort of, what can you tell the Arsenal fans, obviously we like to think we know how you'll play and how set up how do you think, and what do you think Arsenal fans will need to watch out for in terms of your play, in terms of maybe little tweaks social makes, in terms of little things players can bring, sort of what do you think Arsenal fans should be most wary of when it comes to Man
1: United? I think you should be most wary of the fact that Solskjaer is more than likely after that game, lost patience with Martial. So we're very likely to see Cavani start. And I think he'll be a real danger man because you are still quite frail at the back. And I think that the movement that Cavani provides, he can really capitalise on the fact that, you know, you know, the games I've watched of Arsenal this season, they do tend to occasionally fall asleep at the back. It's like David Luiz has had an influence on on a lot of your defenders in that sense. So I think that's something that you've really got to be careful of because we've seen time and time again. Well, I say time and time again this season, he scored like six goals this season. They've all come from his, you know, elite movement inside the box. They've been real poachers, finishers. So, you know, he he might not offer the pace um, in the counter attacks, but nine times out of ten, he'll be in the right position to finish off those counter attacks. I think that's probably what you've got to be most wary of. But I also think you shouldn't underestimate Luke Shaw because he's been a man possessed this season. I think even myself, you know, at the start of this season, I wasn't his biggest fan. I wanted Tellez in the whole time, but, you know, his attacking output has massively improved now as well. So that overlapping run, him and Rashford seem to work really well on that left. And I think, you know, Bellerin defensively is a little bit suspect in my opinion. So I think your right winger is going to have a lot of work to do down that right, tracking back with Luke Shaw, because I think if, depending on how we set up, obviously, that he might not even allow Shaw to go over the halfway line based on their game plan. But if we set up in that way, I think he could also be a massive danger to you.
0: You've also got the likes of... Well, you've got to obviously take in mind that on that right-hand side, we'll probably have Bukayo Saka playing. And he's been... I think, in, in my opinion, he's been our player of the season so far. Um, so Shaw's going to have to be doubly careful. I, I agree with you. Shaw's been very good for United this season. But um, I think he's going to have to... He's going to have that thought in the back of his head, like... Sack, a, sack as a player, and he'll have to he'll have to watch out for that. Um, but with what you said about defensively, if um, if David Luiz does play, um, which is looking like it potentially could happen, then it would um, probably like we'd probably be a bit more nervous going into the game because you saw it. I don't know, um, Josh, you saw it in um, the Southampton game. And, like there was a moment where he just took the ball down and touched it and went behind him, and then suddenly Che Adams was in to score and like. David Luiz can have those moments. But, I mean, this season, defensively, we've been solid. Like, since the other night when Villa conceded three, we've now got the second-best defensive record in the Prem. So, I mean, who knows? I think it depends on what players start and if Gabriel might come in with holding or if it is David Luiz. But, no, we'll wait and see. It's going to be a good match-up for sure.
2: I was going to say, do we think it's going to be almost less about the qualities we both have in attack? Because it's clear to see we both have almost similar players in that it's it's very much about the pace it's about the wide men what they can do and then we've got that target man up front whether it's Lacazette and or uh, Cavani um defensively we both sort of even though we've not conceded many we've made a lot of mistakes at the back and again i think the same could be said for manchester united harry maguire and Lindelof are both very accident prone like you look i remember looking at the spurs game I think you just like cleared it behind yourselves. And it was like two or three, and Maguire like passed it to to Son, whoever it was. And the same could be said for David Luiz, and then whoever's alongside David Luiz often makes mistakes as well. Do you think it's going to be more about avoiding defensive mistakes than it is about the prowess of our attacks?
1: Jane, um, we'll yeah, you. I think it, it could very well be reminiscent of the game at Old Trafford, where it's two teams who are looking to cancel each other out, you know, they're both trying to sit off. So you've got that intense midfield battle, which is the reason you won, because obviously your midfield was far superior to ours that day. And, and it showed in the scoreline. So I'm, I'm worried it'll be a bit like that and it'll, it'll be a pretty boring game where neither of us are looking to concede. But yeah, I think both sides, neither side are stupid, are they? They both know that there's quality and abundance in, in both attacks. So, you know, it, it'd, be, it'd be fair enough if both of them sort of sat back and, and just protected themselves a little bit, I think it'd be quite sensible.
2: Dan, what about you? Do, you? do you agree to think it would be a more like don't concede game rather than it will be free-flowing attack?
0: It could it could be. It depends. Like, that is the big question, isn't it? Like, what, what kind of game it could be? It could be just a boring nil-nil, like cagey affair, or it could be a both defences give up and it could just be an open game of football. But um, I, I don't know. I can't really see that many goals being scored again. Like, I think it might be similar to the um, the Old Trafford game where it might just take a moment of, obviously everyone's got their own thoughts about the penalty, but it could just take a moment of um, a refereeing decision. It could just take a moment of um, magic from a player to, to put the ball in the back of the net. And obviously, as an Arsenal fan, you've got to be very aware of the likes of Bruno and... People say he's a penalty merchant, but at the end of the day, like if you watch him, you can tell you know he's a good player. So, um, him and Pogba can turn up at any given moment and can play like can make that midfield the best midfield in the world at any given moment. But then at the same time, Sheffield United could happen. So, we don't know, it's what what Arsenal turn up on the day and what United turn up on the day.
2: I was going to say, I think Pogba is almost the player I'm most afraid of now in terms of this fixture because of the form he's in. And some of the goals he scored, and he can he can just do wonders. And I think Bruno's been consistent. Pogba's been in and out, but once he's in, he can do so much, and he can completely change a game. So I think I think in terms of Manchester United, he's the player I'm most worried about. Um, I want to do something a bit different. What's your favourite game between these two? I think we're all gonna know what what the Man United fans are gonna say. So Dan, I'll start with you. What, in terms of Arsenal versus Manchester United, what's been your favourite favourite game between the two?
0: So obviously, from my um, time as an Arsenal fan, um, you, you get told about all the games back in the days, like winning the league at Old Trafford. Um, I, I, I don't. That's that's a different generation for me. So for me, it's more more recent ones. Um, you think of well straight away the. Or well, the New Year's Day last, um, what was it, two seasons ago? Now that was a beautiful little 2 0 and there's been quite a few satisfying ones recently where United have have beaten um, top-quality well teams. Like I remember, like the last game, he just beaten like PSG and Leipzig, wasn't it? And then all United fans come from up here to down here when we we show them up on the day. But um, it, it may not sound like the um, from from our perspective, as the best game. But I do remember a couple of seasons ago when David de Gea had the absolute masterclass. When Lacazette and Sanchez had so many shots on target, and de Gea just did not let a single one in. Like we had like a ridiculous amount of sh- like shots on target, and we played amazing football. But David de Gea just for some reason seemed to turn up like unbelievably. But I'd say probably in recent years, my favourite Arsenal Man United games probably the. Um, the 2-0 on that New Year's Day. James,
2: what about you? Is it, is it the obvious or is it sort of something a bit I'm,
1: left field? I'm actually going to surprise you. I'm not going to go with the 8-2 because I couldn't actually watch it at the time. We didn't have Sky or anything. So I didn't I, I didn't watch it live, so I can't say it's my favourite game. But there's there's a few that stick to mind. You know, the, the FA Cup game where we beat you 3-1 at the Emirates when Ole had just come in.
0: Oh, was, when Jack Hengard did the moonwalk, oh, I was there, it was awful. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that was a very good game for us because that feel-good factor was back. I think that was like a 10th win in a row under Ole in his first 10 games. You know, at, at that point, everyone at United thought we were the best best team in the world at that point. Obviously, that all came crashing down. But I want to go with, I think it was 2008, we beat you 2-0 at Old Trafford and Hargreaves scored a, a really nice free kick, just mm-hmm. clipped the top of the wall and went, dinked into the bottom corner. And that sort of won the title for us that year because it was United and Arsenal. Uh, neck and neck at the top and then we won that game you know we pushed on and you sort of fell off and that won us the title so I remember watching that in a pub with my dad who's not even a United fan but you know he, he was still happy because I was happy and I think that's the one that sticks in my mind where I've, I've thought you know that that was my favourite United-Arsenal game
2: I think for me mine's a, mine's a bit of a left field one as well I think it was oh, six, seven years ago now um, FA Cup Danny Welbeck won it for us at Old Trafford wow. I, okay. Because I remember that I, I remember watching that game, and I was really pessimistic going into it. We we hadn't won a trophy for so long. I don't remember if it was the first FA Cup or the second one. I think it was the second one in a row, 2015. And we and like we got Man United. Like, oh, we're going to go out. Of you were a better team than us. I think at that point you were sort of doing better than us in the league. I think we, we weren't on massively great form. And then I think Monreal scored. I was buzzing, and then you equalised. And then we just signed Danny Welbeck, <laughs> and then he he went and did that at Old Trafford and celebrated, and I was buzzing. I was so happy because I think I think that that was the point where I was like we can actually win this again now because we beaten a bitter rival. But again, like there's so many games that stand out. I remember an FA Cup game. I think Aboué got sent off after the full time whistle for scrapping you. Oh. Like I remember like Harmuni being terrible against you in a couple of games. So there's always been. It's always been good games between us, even it if was it's
0: not game high scoring. It came a couple of years ago when, um, well, quite a few years ago when Sanchez scored that goal from like, outside the box and put it in the top corner and we like won 3-1, I think it was.
2: Or the, was it yeah, the I Xhaka remember, one? I wrong, about 30 yards. And I think that was the first time I saw the, the Sky cameras did the weird, they weren't behind the goal and then right, round and they had like a 360 camera where Xhaka just... Power drived it past the hair. So, yeah, I think I'm. I've enjoyed games between us, even if we draw or it's not a vintage game. It's it's always entertaining. What yeah, are your score predictions for this? Because I don't think we've lost you in a in a while. So, James, do you, what's your score prediction for this game?
1: Well, yeah, we, we've not beat you since that game I mentioned in the FA Cup, have we? That's that was the last time we beat you. So it's a long time ago now. But I do think it is going to be sort of cancelling each other out. You know, we, in the league, when, you know, when there's points on stake, we don't tend to score against big teams. You know, if you disclude Leicester, in, so far against top six opposition in the league, we've scored one goal and it was a Bruno Fernandes penalty. I think we've had four nil-nil draws. And, you know, that's just, it's, it's not on. That Bruno Fernandes penalty was in a 6-1 loss as well. So that makes it even worse. So I think, I don't see a free scoring game. I think if we sit back, I don't think we'll concede too many because, when we have men behind the ball, we are we are pretty solid. I think it's when you expose Lindelof and Maguire, like we did against Sheffield United, that that they get really. Well, what I say exposed? Yeah, that's when we concede our goals. So, I'll be optimistic and say one nil, but uh, I can I can see another nil nil coming if I'm honest. Dan, what about you? What What do you think's
2: gonna what's going to unfold on Saturday evening?
1: No, I agree with James
0: when when I'm saying that. Um, I don't think it's going to be a free-scoring game. I do think it will be tight. Um, and again, it is it is down to who we have fit on the day. Um, if Tierney and Partey don't play, then I would fear the worst, and because then it would probably be Al and Shaka on the midfield, and then you'd have Cedric at left-back again. So, hopefully, we've got Tierney, Partey back, and it would be a bonus if we've got Bamiang too. But um, if we have if we have that team with um, that we've been playing with. Partey, Shaka in that midfield, Tierney on the left, and then maybe Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Saka with Lacazette up front. I'd feel very confident going into that. Um, I think we'd have enough to to turn United over, but again, not by that many. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say um, two 0 to the Arsenal.
2: I again, I I don't necessarily always trust inherently in our defence. I think it, it's probably likely Louise will play. I don't know if. Mary's fully back fit or what the situation with Gabrielle is, I think it's likely that he'll play. Again, if Tierney's not fit, Cedric can always you can put in a good ball sometimes, but he can always cost us as well. So I think defensively we both have our issues. I'm gonna say 2-1. I agree. I don't think it'll be like 3-3 or anything, but I I can I think there'll be a couple of defensive mistakes or there'll be a, a massive VAR call or something that will that will turn the tie. So I'm going to say two-one Arsenal. I'm obviously going to hope, hope it's something a lot more comfortable. Uh So anything else, James? You want to sort of plug your podcast again? Are you previewing this? Have you got an episode out?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably have an episode out. We're not quite as organised as you lot, so we, we'll probably have an episode out this this weekend. But yeah, we, we've just done a couple of good episodes with some good guests as well. So yeah, if you want to. If, if there are any United fans listening and you want to check that out, then go ahead. I can't imagine it would really appeal to to Arsenal fans that much.
2: Thank you, thank you for coming on, James. Thanks again, Dan, for for doing it. Uh, Arsenal Manchester United, five thirty Saturday. Hopefully, we'll get an Arsenal win. It's an Arsenal podcast, so I'm sorry, James. We're going to hope for an Arsenal win here. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow and like and share it all. Make sure to go and check out James's podcast. It's a great podcast. I know the guys who run it so. Very, very good guys. Very good podcast. We'll put the link in the description, and hopefully, you're reviewing a Manchester United loss this weekend. But uh, we'll make an
1: interesting th- episode if we are.
2: Yeah, it would be good. So, thank you for listening to episode eight, and we'll catch you next time. And we will review Arsenal versus Manchester United. Thanks again. Bye. <laughs>
1: Podcast Network.